And a whole new attitude to your afternoon. I mean, you know how it is, rocking and rolling and whatnot. You know, two dudes talking sports. Well, when I listen to those two clowns, you can't do nothing but get your roll on. Live from News Talk 1480 WHBC. It's a household name. It's a vibe, Sagit. It's the Kenny and JT Show. Have a great show. Yeah, come on, let's go. If I sound a little nasally to you, uh, yeah. this is what happens when it's 19 degrees one day and 50 degrees the next. It's beautiful outside today. It what are you is. Complaining about? I, I'm not. I'm telling you, if I sound a little nasally to you, it's because of the change in temperatures. Oh, okay. So your sinuses are affected. Yes. Huh? So up and down, uh, cold, hot, cold, hot, mm. freezing, cold, all that fun stuff. Yeah. So okay, I, I get it. Uh, supposed to be nice uh, the next couple of days, and then of course for our game on Friday, we're supposed to get rain. Uh, in Akron for the uh, the big high school football state mm. semifinal between Maslin and, and Hoban. So that'll be an interesting factor in determining the outcome of that game. But I'll take 50-degree temperatures this yeah. time of the year any day, man. Yeah, I don't know if it benefits either one of those teams. They both run the ball extremely well. It's going to be interesting Friday night. Should be a great game. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. It's the fourth time, I think, in the last six years, something like wow. that, that they've met in the playoffs, mm-hmm. either for a state championship game or the right to go to the state championship. And so Hoban leads two games to one, and their two wins, mm-hmm. though, were bigger wins because both of them were in the state title game. You know what it kind of reminds you of? It reminds you of teams that have these big rivalries, right? Like McKinley mm-hmm. versus Maslin. But yet, it's been so one-sided in Maslin's favor over the last, I don't know how many, 10 years or so that maybe right now Maslin's true rival is Hoban. Same way you look at the Ohio State Buckeyes, with the exception of last season losing a game to Michigan, I would have to look at it and say, okay, who's our rival? Clemson? Wisconsin? Whoever you're facing usually in a Big Ten championship game? Somebody brought up a great point today in the interview that I saw with Ryan Day. All right? Mm Mm-hmm. And we're going to play some of this today from Ryan Day, all right? But uh, somebody said to, to Ryan Day, and, and I agree with this because I used the, a similar analogy with the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Virginia Cavaliers in hockey and baseball, right? Where you lose to a team one year, and then you bounce back the next year. And they said, remember when you lost to Clemson, Ryan? Right. Then you came mm-hmm. back and you kicked their butt the, the following year. Do you think that can be... Uh, kind of um, the outlook for your team this year. Hey, remember what happened with Clemson? Yeah, we outworked and we came back, we kicked their butt. We've done this before, so let's do it again. We got our asses whooped last year in Ann Arbor. They out-physicaled us. They can, you know, uh, yeah, they're running their mouth about it, but it was true, right? We They just manhandled us. We reshaped our whole defensive coaching staff because of it. So there, there was truth to what they were saying, but now let's go out and show them mm-hmm. like we did Clemson what can change in a year's time? Michigan had done the same thing. You'll recall they brought in a defensive coordinator who is now with his brother over at the Baltimore Ravens. They retooled their team. And when you look at this rivalry game this weekend, and I believe Ryan Day is what, like 45-4 and four his overall record. His only loss in the Big Ten is what, the Michigan game last year. That's when I it. look at this game and I start thinking about pressure, who is the pressure on? Mm-hmm. I look at this and think that maybe the pressure is on Ryan Day, not Harbaugh. I agree with you 100%. Mm-hmm. You want to know why? 
because it would be two losses in a row for Ryan Day and the Buckeyes to Michigan. He would be one and two all time in his coaching record against Michigan. This is the 100th season at Ohio Stadium, JT. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that there's that extra special, uh, you know, uh, significant significance, you know, to this year's game. Oh yeah, uh, it's two versus three. And you're going to the Big Ten championship game, and you should kill whoever you play in the Big Ten championship mm-hmm. game, which puts you in the playoff. And you don't want Michigan going to the playoffs two years in a row while you're sitting there watching on New Year's Eve uh, when they, you know, the top four teams play. So I'm with you 100%. Mm-hmm. The pressure is squarely on the shoulders of Ryan Day and the Buckeyes. And, dude, he was grumpy as all get out. It is. He answered the questions much better than Jim Harbaugh does, right? Mm-hmm. But they, he, he, you could tell, and and you know, somebody asked him, "How do you uh, uh, make sure no stone is unturned?" He says, "Hardly any sleep." And it sounded like mm-hmm. he hasn't slept in a while, man. It, he is mm-hmm. focused, laser focused mm-hmm. on this game, and so he should be. You listen to Harbaugh; he's easy peasy. And again. There's really not that much pressure on Michigan, other than the fact that it's a big rivalry game and they are ranked for a change. They've got nothing really to lose when you think about it, and even if they do lose this game, there's a slight chance they could still get into the Final Four. Yeah, depending on how bad they would lose, right? Same, either way. Let's say it's a close game. Let's say it's a three-point game or less, and it comes down to a final play. There's a chance you could have two Big Ten teams end up in the National championship playoffs because i think Georgia's not going to lose so they're going to be the number one seed going in right Mm -hmm. whoever wins out of the big 10 they're going to be the number two seed then it's up for grabs tcu uh, if they stay undefeated they're going in and then that fourth and final spot i believe will be up for grabs yeah between the pac-12 winner the big 10 ohio state michigan loser and uh, I don't know that the, the Big 12, is there anybody worthy in the Big 12? I don't know. Uh, you know, it's it, they, they're trying to force feed us with TCU. And the last time we saw TCU in a big game, they got blown out by Ohio State. Yeah, I'm looking at this right now. Uh, oh, I forgot. My bad. The other team that would be in consideration would be Clemson if they go 11-1 uh, and one or 12-1, and one, right? They Even though... Uh, you know, they've lost a game. Okay. The ACC isn't great. Their past history as the number seven seed moves them up into consideration mm. with, uh, you know, whoever else loses. Depending so Clemson on, is that right. other team. And whatever else happens this weekend, don't be surprised if this isn't the first year that they put a two-loss team in. And if there is a two-loss team, there's two that stand out, LSU and Alabama. You know darn well they want to get Alabama back into this thing, but how do you leapfrog them over LSU? I don't think that you can. It's going to be interesting to see what happens in that SEC championship game. Yeah, for me, LSU has to win the SEC title to get in. I think Georgia can lose the SEC title game and still get in, and then you have two from the SEC and then only one from the Big Ten. So there's a lot to be determined yet, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, for the playoff picture, but if you're Ryan Day and the Buckeyes, you concern yourself with only yourself. What did we That's do right. wrong last year? Mm-hmm. Let's correct it, not do it wrong again this year. Let's not beat ourselves. If we take care of OHIO, that will take care of the rest. I don't have to go back to last year. I need to go back to last week and the weeks uh, prior to that, maybe three or four weeks back. Figure out what's going on with our running attack. 
whether or not it's just the fact that our running backs are banged up and we had to get a third stringer back there or, you know, something else. Why wasn't the offense clicking on all cylinders? I don't have to worry about what happened last year. I know what happened last year. And I know they mark that day on their calendars and they still, you know, restless nights and they think about losing to Michigan. Take that crap and throw it out the window. I've got to figure out how to get my team right. not at all. Listen to me. I need to know what I need to do to get my team right this week. This team hasn't been playing at their capabilities for the last four or five weeks. We have to figure out what the problems are, correct it, move forward, and it'd be nice to win this game and say, you know what, this is for last year. But I'm looking at it as I need a jump-off spot, and I need to know that I can get better and then really compete for a national title. If you listen to Ryan Day's press conference, and we'll play it, they're not forgetting what happened last year. I understand It is that. a factor. It is a it. big factor uh, in, in winning this game because the, the headline, and I'll read you the headline right now that was used uh, on ESPN.com, and Ryan Day used this exact word. The headline, Buckeyes motivated by scars. Those scars are 42 to 27 mm, last year. That's it. what they're motivated by. And last week, I think they were looking ahead after they went up 7 nothing uh, on Maryland, thinking it was going to be easy-peasy blowout. And, and uh, okay, they, they struggled. They ran the ball very well in the second half with Dallin Hayden. Okay, And I, I think, me personally, and I don't know this, I think he's going to be the feature back in this game, and I'm okay with that. It doesn't matter. The, the thing that Ohio State has to focus on is playing four quarters of complimentary football. They haven't done it in the last four or five weeks. And until they get things put together and start focusing on the game at hand, forget about what happened last year, forget about what happens the following week. They have to concentrate on every play and forget about what happened on the last play. Let's move forward, get better. See, that's the thing with this team. You want to continuously get better. And it's, it's C.J. Stroud said something the other day to the effect that it's a long season. And they're in week, you know, what are they, 10, 11, and 0, whatever it is right now. And it's a long year. You have to remain focused because think about this. If you've come this far and lose one game, if you're Ohio State, your season is over. They yep. don't care about Rose Bowls or anything else. It, it's playing for a Big Ten championship and playing for an overall championship. It's nice to beat Michigan, and if you don't beat Michigan, you don't get the Big Ten Championship anyway, so throw that one into the equation too. So just handle your business and move on with it. I don't care if they win by 1, 10, or 50, right? Just win this game on Saturday, you're undefeated, and then you move the following Saturday to, where is it, Indianapolis, right? Is that where it's at this year? Or is it Ford Field this year? Uh, No, it's it's Indianapolis, right? Mm -hmm. Okay, so you move to Indianapolis, and that's where you'll play in the Lucas Oil Stadium in the Big Ten Championship Mm -hmm. game. Whoever comes. I I think it's going to be Purdue. I think it's going to be Purdue, yeah. I haven't even paid any attention to the It would have been Illinois had they beat Michigan last week, and they needed some help. I think they needed help. They could have lost. They needed help. They didn't get it, I don't think. I think it's Purdue. All right. Right now, according to the uh, ESPN.com rankings, the Hawkeyes and Boilermakers are both 5-3, and three, while the Illini, the Golden Gophers, and the Badgers are all 4-4. Four and four. So depending on, uh, you know, who wins and loses, that's still up for grabs amongst one, two, three, four, five teams, JT. 
potentially. I don't know what all the tiebreakers are, but potentially, you know, there are five teams still in the running uh, in the West, and uh, they all have four more losses overall. Mm -hmm. So more than likely, whoever it is that comes out of there, Buckeyes or Wolverines will be at least three touchdown favorites in the Big Ten championship game, my opinion, Mm -hmm. okay? Uh, You know, did the Hawkeyes, I'm trying to see the Hawkeyes, their their schedule, um, did they play Purdue? Uh, Yeah, they did. The Hawkeyes beat Purdue 24 to 3. So if they would remain if they would end up tied, I think the edge goes to Iowa, right? From head to head, having won that game. Um, the Hawkeyes surprisingly beat Purdue 24 to 3 earlier this season. Mm-hmm. And uh, they beat Minnesota, they beat Wisconsin as well. So they hold tiebreakers with Purdue, Wisconsin, uh, and Minnesota, but they've got the what is it, the Cornhusker Bowl or the Cornfield Bowl or whatever it is uh, with Nebraska this week, but it's at Iowa. I'll be surprised if Iowa loses that game. Iowa's, I really will. Iowa's favored by 10.5. Um, Purdue, on the other hand, they're at Indiana. That's a big rivalry game for them, in-state right. rivals. Purdue on the road is an 11-point favorite. This is going to be okay. interesting to see what happens. Yeah, so that that's for down the road. And did you see this though? The Big Ten championship. I've game. got something that's really going to put the uh, the Big Ten back a little bit. The Ohio State Michigan rivalry could see dramatic changes in the near future. They're saying with the additions of USC and UCLA joining the Big Ten in 2024, the college football playoff is hoping to expand to 12 teams that year. The Big right. Ten could restructure their divisions and possibly see the Wolverines and Buckeyes have to play in a Big Ten championship game, meaning they would be on different sides of the Big Ten and have to face off. If they keep the rivalry game the last game of the regular season, they would have to match up again if they're both undefeated or if they both qualify for a Big Ten championship game, which means the last game of the regular season could be in jeopardy moving forward. We've heard this before, that there might be a slight instance where if they put them on the other side of the division, Ohio State wouldn't face Michigan on the final game of the regular. Wouldn't that suck? It will never happen. The history of this game and what it means to the sport, forget Ohio State and Michigan, to the sport itself, they will never let that happen. They will take the good with the bad, and the good in that situation is you play them on the last game. The bad is you might have to play each other two weeks in a row. I don't and think they And they'll accept that, that bad uh, because they because they don't want to go a year without playing yeah. this game. They they had that with the pandemic, right. and it was, you know, Ryan Day was talking about it in his press conference. He said, when's the last time we yeah. played them here? You know, it's been four mm-hmm. years. So uh, I just can't see that happening for college football. Forget I can't the, the see him playing back-to-back weeks either, though. That just doesn't seem right to me either. It's going to be interesting. Well, I mean, it's happened in the uh, SEC, hasn't it? I don't know. It hasn't, uh, uh, I think the one year they played each other in the regular season and then they met for the championship, uh, The both SEC. I got to look that up. Was it LSU? Was it LSU and Alabama like twice within three weeks or something like that? I got to go back and look at that. I, I don't study the SEC like yeah. I do the, the Big Ten, but um, it's going to be a lot of fun, though. We're, we're going to have it for you pregame 1030 Saturday morning. Right, 12 o'clock is kickoff. Ohio State hosting Michigan in the 117th meeting uh, of the greatest rivalry in college sports, arguably in sports in some people's eyes. And we still won't know 
until game time unless it leaks out somewhere else whether or not Blake Corum will run at running back and start for the Michigan Wolverines. He's their Heisman Trophy candidate. And we still won't know until around game time whether or not Mayan Williams will play, Travion Henderson will play, or Jackson Smith Mm -hmm. in Jigbo will play. And that got me to, to this thought, JT. How many teams around the country could lose their number one wide receiver basically for the entire year, Mm -hmm. right? And their number one running back, Travion Henderson, was considered a Heisman candidate at the beginning of the year. Yeah. uh, For, let's say, what, uh, half the games because he's been in and out of the lineup. He's played. He didn't play. And then their number two running back Mm -hmm. in Mayan Williams for how many games and rely on a true freshman as the third string running back to step in and still be undefeated, still ranked number two, and still have a shot at winning a national mm-hmm. championship. That says a lot about this team, even though you know we bitch and moan, right. and I'm guilty of it as well, with the way they've played the last few weeks. You hear it all the time, next man up mentality. But it's a lot easier when you're at Ohio State and you're littered with four- and five-star recruits. That's right. the difference. This is no different than talking about Alabama or the U in the 80s, just like the rap song says. Because the U in the 80s was so good that guys would play hurt because they knew the minute they got. Listen to Ed Reed's induction speech. They knew that if they got hurt and they had to sit for any lengthy amount of time, they were gone. Somebody was going to step up and take their position. Well, guess what? Dallin Hayden might be making a step forward saying, if he plays well against Michigan and he plays well in the Big Ten championship game, no matter who's healthy moving forward, he might be your number one running back. Remember, as a true freshman, Chris Beanie-Wells had a huge impact at running back. Uh, He busted off, what was it, a 52-yard touchdown run at the shoe against that team up north. He was splitting time Mm -hmm. with, I think it was Antonio Pittman uh, at the time. And uh, he impacted the game as a true freshman. So, I, to me, I understand why Ryan Day is a little hesitant because playing Maryland, even though it was a tight game on the road, and playing in the Michigan game are night and day, pun intended. And so I can understand why Ryan maybe was, uh, you know, a little weary of having to start the true freshman, or play him a lot. But to me, Mm. with the game on the line, technically you could say the season on the line last week, Dallin Hayden, the the moment didn't look too big for him. He stepped right in. Mm -hmm. He ran for over 100 yards in the second half and three touchdowns and was the Big Ten freshman of the week. To me, it boils down to running style, and you see it all the time. And it brings you back to like somebody like a Le'Veon Bell. When he would hide behind his lineman, see the hole, and just shoot right through it. That's Dallin Hayden. He's a different downhill runner than anyone else we've seen. Mayan Williams wants to run into a guy and bull you over. Yeah. Kind of like who was the running back last year, the backup, Master Teague. He wants right. to take you on, impose his will on you, and move the sticks. These guys are different. He's a little bit uh, he, he's sneakier in that in this way. And the thing is... I don't know if it's just because of injury or whatever, but Travion Henderson hasn't been doing or getting the job done either because he's probably a little bit too hesitant. You see the hole, they got to take it, and they've got to move forward, move those sticks. I think that's what you get out of this freshman right now is a little bit better burst, if that makes sense. does, uh, absolutely. Ryan Day alluded to that. He mm-hmm. talked about it in his press conference today, um, hitting the hole. In the second half, with the blocking, and he said we were hitting the hole. Uh, well, you know, in, think about in the it. game against uh, Maryland. It's a pretty good problem to have, right? When you've got somebody in the bullpen that you can bring yeah. in, and you don't lose anything, you might gain something.
I'm looking at Beanie Wells. 104 carries, 576 yards his freshman year. True freshman year, seven touchdowns. And the big one he had was that 52-yarder that put the Buckeyes ahead well, to stay in that game against the Wolverines. So, Dallin Hayden, hey, give him a shot, man. He brings a different element to that you offense. You know what else it reminds you of? The year Zeke what? Elliott went berserk the last three uh, games of the season. Well, no. the, the, the Ohio State-Michigan game, the uh, Big Ten championship game against Wisconsin, and then he just went nuts in the playoffs. Yeah, uh, he, he did. You're I mean, right. he was a great running back. But for all intents and purposes, he really turned it on those last four or five games, right? He looked at the quarterback situation there, right, where they were down to their third-string guy and said, all right, got to carry this team. And the offensive line took that as a challenge as well. And uh, what he run for, like almost 600 oh, yards yeah. in the final three games? Yeah. And seven or eight touchdowns, whatever it was, mm-hmm. and leading them to the, the national championship. So, um, you yeah. know, we'll, we'll see. Hopefully those guys are healthy enough to play. But do you want a 75% Travion Henderson versus a 100% Dallin Hayden? That's so. the debate that think. Ryan Day has to, uh, you know. Well, if he's guess, 75%, you can about. play them both. If he's yeah. not 75%, you don't play them both. That's the difference. I, I, I don't. Guy was, what, carted off. Two weeks ago, Mayan Williams. How is he going to play this oh, week? The bottom possibly? line is, look, you want to be a passing game, a passing team anyway. So, I mean, not that they're not going to run the ball. They'd like to have complimentary football on the offensive side anyway. They'd like to run it. I wouldn't say as many times as they throw it because let's remember one thing. When I watch Ryan Day, to me it's quite obvious that he still wants C.J. Stroud to win the Heisman Trophy. You're yes. not winning Heisman Trophies when you're handing the ball off. No. I I hope that is secondary to winning the game. I hope he doesn't go out of his way and try to force things with C.J. Stroud when it's not there just to get him some stats on the final week of the regular season, which usually helps you win the Heisman in place of trying to win the game. Mm-hmm. I, I think Ryan Day smart enough See, to know that the Heisman isn't as important right. as the national You're right, and that's the kind of thing that makes the Ohio State Buckeyes not play four quarters of football. If he looks at it as though we're going to do everything we can do on every down, then he forgets about C.J. Stroud's numbers from the get-go. And you play four quarters of complimentary football instead of saying, well, you know, we went down the first couple of series and we got stalled and we had to kick field goals. Because we're trying to throw the ball into the end zone. Do whatever it takes on every down to score a touchdown, right? These are the things that the Cleveland Browns have no concept, have no idea of how to get done. But at times it seems as though, or it seemed as though, the Ohio State program might have been focusing on the same thing. When you think about games like Northwestern, what in the hell were you trying to throw the ball for? There was no chance at completing a pass. They're trying to throw bombs? Well, that doesn't get the job done. That doesn't win you a game. I'm not going to say they got lucky. I think they eventually are going to wear a team like Northwestern down no matter what the final score is. But again, had you focused on four quarters of running the ball the way Northwestern did, you probably would have pummeled that team or at least beat them by two or three touchdowns. They didn't do that. They didn't get it done last week either. They got outgained by Maryland. Maryland looked like a pretty decent team. What they did through the regular season or the rest of the season, I don't know. I didn't watch them. But from what I saw, that was a quality opponent last week. They were better at home than they were yes. on the road for whatever reason. And they gave Ohio State everything they could handle. 
And I, I think in that Northwestern game, and this is just me speculating, I think Ryan Day thought, all right, they're not better than us. We're going to out-talent mm-hmm. them eventually. So I think by the middle of the third quarter, if we don't have the lead, then we'll change to whatever yeah. we need to change it to. It seems right? like it, yeah. yeah. The thing yeah. is, those teams aren't dangerous teams if you let them hang around a while. You know, you let Penn State hang around a while, you eventually blew them out. The thing is, this is no Penn State. This is right. no Northwestern. This is not Maryland. This is that team up north, and if you let them hang around long enough this weekend, they're going to gain all the confidence in the world, and they're going to beat you like they did last week. Last year, I'm sorry. Well, and, and that's just it. If you let them hang around, that confidence they had from last year, they'll start believing that, hey, it can happen again this year yep. and make it two years in a row. So, yeah, important, in my opinion, to jump on them early, yes. put doubt in their minds that right. last year was a one-time thing, last year was a fluke, get out to a 10-14-0 lead, right, and control the game from there. And I think that's huge for Ohio State uh, this weekend. we got a lot to get to today, a lot to talk about. More on the Buckeyes and the Wolverines. We'll talk about the big Friday night matchup between Hoban and Maslin. I mean, those are two, uh, you know, giants going at each other for uh, the right to play for a state championship. Uh, we're going to talk about the Turkey Bowl that I'm uh, involved with, uh, usually on an annual basis. We had the pandemic, uh, you know, stall uh, in there, but uh, uh, a former Michigan State quarterback playing in the Turkey Bowl this year that helps raise money for great charities. We'll get into that. We haven't even mentioned the Cavaliers victorious last night over the Atlanta Hawks. We'll talk about that and much more. Stay with us. It's Kenny and JT on WHBC.